You're listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. Hello, everyone. This is Liz Harvey coming to you from our studios in New York City, where we are dedicated to bringing you top-quality advice from many of the leading expert professionals across the U.S. In today's episode, we are speaking with Dr. Greg Olson, a wellness expert in Lake Forest, California. Dr. Olson graduated from Los Angeles College of Chiropractic in 1994 and specializes in restoring health to patients through functional medicine, rehabilitation, neurology, kinesiology, chiropractic care, and more. Today we're going to talk about a very important topic, fatigue and low energy, finding the cause. Hi, Dr. Olson. How are you today? I'm doing great, Liz. Uh, Great to hear from you. Well, thanks for joining me. So how do you describe what fatigue is and how it affects a person? Well, fatigue uh, is a very common experience for people, and uh, describing what it is is um, you know, very simple. It's a, it's a lack of energy, um, and sometimes that can be from a short term and um, can be from a, uh, overdoing it. It can be from a poor night's sleep. Uh, the short term of briefly experiencing isn't really uh, concerned about. The concern is really when it's occurring on a longer-term basis or a continual basis, uh, where it just doesn't make sense of why you would be experiencing the fatigue, the low energy. Um, the ways that this can affect a person uh, are on many levels. Uh, everything from simply not having the energy to do the things that you want to do, and that could be uh, not having the energy to uh, spend time with your family, not having the energy to do vacations, uh, uh, just going to work and then coming home and not having energy to do anything else. Uh, and so that can be a, a, a on a effect. It can a, uh, affect a person uh, on their own individual basis, uh, not doing what they want to be doing. Uh, and very commonly, it's even a bigger impact for the people that's around them. Um, you know, spouses, uh, kids, friends, uh, finding that the person can become uh, more isolated, um, uh, less able to do things. So, and that can oftentimes. Uh, lead into uh, mild depression. So certainly uh, can have a big effect on, on a person not having enough energy, especially in, the, in a longer-term basis. And is fatigue and low energy sometimes mistaken for depression and misdiagnosed? Well, that is certainly something that does happen uh, when people have uh, the fatigue and low energy and uh, they, it can be mis- misdiagnosed for depression. Um, that is a very important process uh, clinically is differentiating between the two. Um, so they can be intertwined, inter- interconnected uh, between them, um, but understanding which, you know, when we have fatigue versus when we have depression. So uh, fatigue, uh, you know, people oftentimes feel that they may still have, uh, you know, good relationships with people versus, um, and good in, and, uh, and a good outlook uh, despite that, whereas uh, when somebody's going into uh, depression, they're really going to have that low energy and fatigue, but they're going to have a, a poor outlook um, and oftentimes tying that in with more isolation, not making efforts to uh, get out and do the things that they do in their life. So uh, very important to make sure that we get those two distinguished. Mm-hmm. And what tests are done in your office to help find the cause of someone's fatigue and low energy? Well, when we're evaluating somebody who's 
uh, has uh, fatigue and low energy, uh, the first step comes with the intake paperwork. We have have people fill out what's called a, a metabolic assessment form, uh, and what that does is uh, begins with a, a detailed questionnaire of looking at different areas in a person's um, body and, and uh, different systems: large intestine, small intestine, blood sugar regulation, etc. Because ultimately, fatigue and low energy has uh, a many, many different sources. It could be uh, endocrine-related, um, trouble in, with, with the stress response, uh, the adrenals, the thyroid. Um, it can come from somebody's poor digestion. Um, they're just not digesting their, well, their food well. Um, it can come from low blood sugar. Uh, blood sugar is essential for getting uh, the nutrients into the cells to provide energy. So uh, those are key categories. So that's the first step. Uh, next step beyond that is uh, you know a physical exam, um, and then we do uh, you know blood work to uh, take the next level of evaluating different systems in the body and how they're working um, to look at again those different systems and correlate which ones might be having a problem. Um, the next step beyond the blood work is then uh, looking at in some of the uh, we call functional uh, labs. Uh, one of those, for example, is an adrenal stress index. Uh, the adrenal stress index. Um, well, the adrenal glands handle, uh, handle your stress response, and so if those have been uh, overburdened, they can begin to fatigue and not, able, not be able to help you uh, respond to your daily stressors. Uh, so it's very common for somebody with uh, adrenal uh, malfunction or decrease to experience fatigue and low energy. And so that test evaluates cortisol and DHEA production or, or how those adrenal glands are working uh, to help determine if that's a source of where that fatigue and low energy is coming from. Uh, one of the areas that uh, we then go with is from there is saying, okay, well, uh, the adrenals are off. What's supplying the adrenals? And that comes to a really important place as far as looking at fatigue and low energy, and that's how the brain is working. Uh, many times we'll move into these areas um, and find uh, different problems uh, in the in the lower body, or what we call end organs, and that could be blood sugar problems or adrenal problems. Uh, but we end up tracing it back to find out that it's actually it's a brain issue that's uh, that's not working properly. And when the brain's not firing properly, the body's not going to work properly, and that can be brain fog, fatigue, low energy, as well. So um, those are the beginning points of where we start to look at. Uh, for beginning to find the cause of someone's uh, uh, fatigue and low energy. Okay, good. So can a poor diet be a cause of fatigue and low energy? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, a poor diet, that's that's the essential foundation. That's the fuel for your body. And so if you are uh, eating a poor diet, um, and in a poor diet, we can put that in a couple of categories. One is you might just be eating really uh, cheap, poor quality food, and that's like uh, if you know if you have a, a car that needs a higher octane gas, and you're putting the cheapest gas that you can in, that car is going to misfire, it's going to malperform, and so the same thing will happen with your body. If you're putting a, a poor fuel supply into your body, your body is going to uh, not going to be able to perform like it should. The other part of a poor diet can be. Uh, Eating foods uh, that not only are poor, poor quality, uh, but can have uh, chemical structure, chemicals in them, such as uh, additives and dyes, um, and or um, genetically modified foods that can have uh, higher portions or uh, higher portions of nutrients within those that can cause reactions in your in your body, and and 
those associations um, can cause immune reactions in your body that would almost be the equivalent of feeling like you're fighting uh, fighting a bug. You've you've got a you know, you're fighting a cold or you're fighting some kind of bug, um, creating that feeling of fatigue and low energy. So uh, so poor diet on a number of levels can absolutely be a cause of fatigue and low energy. Okay. Now, lack of quality sleep could be a cause of fatigue and low energy. How do you determine if this is true for an individual, and how do you measure if they are getting enough quality sleep? Great question, Liz. Uh, You know, this is one of the uh, first questions we go over with people who are experiencing fatigue and low energy. Um, You know, the quality of sleep uh, definitely impacts, you know, whether you're going to be tired, whether you're going to have enough energy. So very simple questioning to start with is, you know, um, you know, when you wake up in the morning, do you feel refreshed and full of energy? And so um, that is the way your body is designed to, to work. Um, when we look at for one of the tests we talked about early, earlier, the adrenal stress index, we do know from testing that, for example, in the morning when you wake up, your cortisol levels are at their highest, preparing you for the day ahead of you. Um, and that should also correlate with you having uh, good energy when you wake up and ready to go for the day. So if you're not experiencing that, um, then we go back to look at how is your sleep um, because that is a big factor, very big factor with it. So um, outside of doing a question, of questioning people with regard to it, and um, that could also be how you wake up and do you wake up during the night and uh, different times, um, ways of measuring it, uh, new fitness tracking devices, um, can also give a, a indicators of, of how you're sleeping. Um, and the next measure beyond that is if we really have a concern with regard to it, and that could be um, are you getting into deep enough sleep or have, are you having uh, sleep apnea issues, would be to do a sleep study in a clinic. So um, those are the steps that we look at in terms of determining if somebody's getting enough quality sleep. Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Olson. We know you're busy, so I just want to thank you for all of your time and your help today. You're welcome. It's great talking today, Liz. And for our listeners across the country, if you are interested in speaking with the doctor, please visit www.askdrolson.com or call 949-859-5192 to schedule an appointment. And on behalf of our team, we want to thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you more top-quality content from our country's leading experts. You've been listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals.